What's up and welcome back to the kind of funny screencast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the big daddy himself, Greg Miller. Woo, 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 woo. The big dog, Kevin Coelho. I should have refilled my water. It's not too late. Run. Run as fast as you can fast. right now, Kevin. Oh, that was a nice little little look there. Oh, we have the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Great afternoon to you, Tim Geddes. Great afternoon to you as well. Of course, that's the only thing we have here. Kind of funny because this is the show. Kind of funny screencast where each and every week we get together to talk about the latest in TV, movies, and trailers. You can get it on YouTube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. You can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny screencast. And we'll be right there for you. If you wanted to get the show ad free, you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny. Just like Molecule, James Davis, and Pranksy have done. They're our Patreon producers and we appreciate them very much today we're brought to you by doordash but i'll tell you all about that later i want to get right into it we're talking about peacemaker episode six greg miller what'd you think you know obviously i still love it obviously i still can't wait for these episodes each and every week what i like about this one was it was a great reminder of how good james gunn is at horror uh the idea mm-hmm. you know obviously slither obviously dawn of the dead the remake when the cop is sitting first off when she gets taken down it yeah. becomes a butterfly broke sense. my heart yeah broke my heart and I, I if you would ask about it, like, i don't know how much i care about these cops or whatever like her you know journey throughout this series to be actually you know keep them on track to actually be you know justice and like go after peacemaker and you know even though the white supremacist needs to get out of jail for it whatever but her getting taken down was so brutal and i was like oh fuck right because i i was hoping that uh golf was gonna get out or th- i shouldn't say hoping my thought was golf would get out get inside the cop and then be chill with peacemaker and know that it's you know that they're still very much a villain so when she goes uh, when now golf goes and like sends the message from the police station and then tries to smile i'm still like what is going on and then when she walks back into the police station and they start playing monster by reckless i was like holy shit this is fucking intense and then the fear and the slow motion and the brutality of them infesting all the cops and all the prisoners. I was like, wow, I didn't, I did not see that coming. And I felt bad. Like I felt bad and I felt scared, which is rare. I think in a show. Yeah. Nick. Uh, yeah. I thought that was a really good episode. I think we, we kind of hypothesized last week on what was going to happen with um, uh, the, the dad character. And I think I said, oh, I don't think we're going to see him in the outfit in this. No way. No way he's going to suit up. This episode was what we like to call raising the stakes, right? Now there's not one, not two, but three different groups coming after Peacemaker pretty much. Well, I guess two different groups because I guess the law enforcement officers are, in fact, the butterflies. But the fact that it's going to basically be like Robert Patrick his dad coming at him with the superpowered neo-Nazis, and he also has to fight these aliens. Um, I think it's just really, really cool, and I'm excited to go into sort of the finale of the season one, or the season, uh, seeing how all this plays out. Are they going to team up? Will the dad forgive him? Will he forgive the dad? Probably not. Are the butterflies going to get in the dad, and then we have a super butterfly white white supremacist dragon? I don't know. Um, but I'm right with Greg, man. That last bit, pretty much from when, when um, I think, Detective Song when she gets the butterfly in the mouth, which by the way, was so brutal. When you see people coughing up blood because of things yeah. burrowing into your skull. At first I was like, oh, maybe they can, maybe, maybe it'll come out and she'll be okay. <laughs> uh, but no, and then, uh, you know, that's so brutal. And then from that point on pretty much, I mean, the Locke character is insane, that Captain character. And then going into them kind of invading the, uh, the police station, the slow-mo uh, running away from it. And just that terror of being like, you're not gonna get out of this thing.
Oh, froze. All right, give me two seconds. Let me figure this out. Why it froze. Mm. Can anyone else hear me? I'm going to drop the call and come back in. The, the interplay oh. with the diary and thinking, oh, man, he got away with it because they figured out the diary. But then, of course, it's just locked in the office. He's the last guy to get infested by the butterfly. You're like, oh, no, things going to come to light. It's going to be horrible. Sorry, just a heads up. Like, we froze for like 20 seconds there. Do they still okay. hear us? Though? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you I mean, know where they froze? Where are we froze? Roughly twenty seconds before I started talking. Okay. So let's okay. let's start talking about uh, the slow mo. Okay. Everyone with the captain. Yeah, sure. No. So like, so I think that that scene to to echo what Greg was saying earlier was just super terrifying, right? And and, and set against that fun kind of rock song monsters, it was just it was such a James Gunn moment of like, what a great silly kind of daffy thing to put against this horrific image of and the, the detective that we like, right? Which is the guy that we talked about last week, uh, Larry Fitzgibbon or, or Lachlan Monroe. Um, Scary I was like, oh, don't let that guy go out. Don't let that guy go out. And he was like the last guy. He kind of turns around and just goes right to the face. And then, of course, them beating against the, like hitting against the glass of Captain Locke's office as he's just like realizing it's just, it's done. There's no way that that little glass is going to keep him out there. And then, you know, we saw him that right before that scene uh, putting the, the diary in, his, in that top drawer. We're like, well, that's coming right back out to haunt him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very, very good. Um, really liked that. I wasn't, I think we also talked about, the uh the Mern's character and whether or not he was going to be uh good or bad and so we've got some resolution there as well which I thought was pretty cool called it and like I said I called it Tim but I did call it Tim <laughs> I I have breaking news that Nick called it oh damn wow sorry it hurts news. more when you say it it I gives know. you a little bit I more know. authority Kev what do you think of this episode uh, I thought it was like a lot in in like the best way you know I'm like fully invested it's moving like I it shouldn't have hit. As hard as it did, but when the 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 cop woman gets the bug in her, and you're like, "Oh, that's gonna immediately kill her," that sucks. I was that bummed sucks. out. Yeah, I was very much like, "Oh, that sucks." That character was cool, and they even have that moment where so Goff is his name, right? The the yeah, leader that's now leader inside. Of the in, yeah. yeah, inside this woman is like kind of talking to the partner and being like, "Huh, you guys were close." But mm-hmm. like this, this, this is better. This, yeah, this yeah. is better. And then it comes to the decision of like, yeah, we're gonna infest everyone. Where you're kind of like, oh, like he can feel what she's feeling, and like I wonder if that's like, oh nope, they're just going full on invasion now. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really cool. They that like it. I'm blown away uh, by like the the horror aspect of it too. Where it was like that whole scene is really scary. Like, you know, because like everyone's everyone's fucked, like a bunch of people are in prison, like the cops don't know what's happening. So it's it's cool that it can pivot that hard from uh, the like fun comedy aspect that it has. And also it's interesting to see like, oh, this does remind me a lot of Slither and, you know, that and even uh, Starro, like the way that like they attach their face and stuff like that. It's like uh, James has a. Definitely like uh, a certain alien invasion that he likes to go for, you know, and yeah, it's cool that formula. <laughs> yeah. And it, but it's cool to see it come out and be utilized in a way that like fits the story perfectly. And it's like, ah, I can't wait for more again. 
And that's know. what I, pre- and I think one of the reasons that it's so horrific, right, is that we see multiple people try to stop them, like have the butterfly in their hand, right? And they just can't do it as it burrows into their fucking face. Tim, what'd you think? I, I really enjoyed it. I think this is one of my less favorite episodes of the, mm-hmm. the season, but I still think it's just a testament to the quality of James Gunn's uh, work these days. Like, I think that this show is probably going to go down as the most James Gunn thing he's ever done, uh, which is saying a lot because of how ridiculous so many of his projects have been. But I think right. that this kind of allows him to shine in all the different ways that he does. So whether it's the horror, the comedy, the character, the music, all that stuff, I think he has more time to have set up and pay off for all those different elements so that when the butterflies are attacking everyone in the, or not even attacking, like taking over everyone at the end of this episode, whether the cops or prisoners or whatever, that was built up for, to mean more than just an alien invasion. It was like, these are characters we know mm-hmm. good and bad uh, yeah. getting taken over in very violent ways uh, mm-hmm. backed up with, fun music that does add some levity but also kind of makes it creepier in a way too like way creepier, yeah. it's it's just like uh it's a bit a lot of earned moments and i think that the show continues to kind of uh build a foundation off of that which is a, a major compliment um i think that the two cop characters are my least favorite characters in the show so when they started focusing on them more in this episode i was a little like mm-hmm. ah, i don't i don't know if i needed I liked them kind of as just like a joke here, pepper mm-hmm. in some some comedy, like focusing more on them wasn't necessarily what I was uh, interested in. But the route they took it, I did end up enjoying because taking them over, making them part of the threat, I think uh, ro- raises the stakes, like Nick was saying, in a way that uh, keeps it interesting. But I just love that this show continues to keep us invested in the story and the fact that we are second guessing characters motivations and where the plot's gonna go and who the villains even necessarily are gonna be like that is something i didn't expect going into peacemaker and i i think that they they really do have something special when we start episode six of this show and harcourt is revealed that she knows that murder's a butterfly mm-hmm. We didn't see that coming. We didn't even talk about that option last week, but it's believable and it doesn't feel like reveal for reveal's sake. It kind of just feels like there's this living world. And to that point, the living world thing, one of the my favorite things of the show, and, and I know Greg and I have been talking about a lot uh, the last couple of weeks, is how it fits in the DCEU so well and the jokes and making things canon and all of that. I think this episode really cemented that with the uh, little kids elementary school scene. Like they use that very well to not only like kind of mature John Cena to an extent and like show that he is growing as a character and wanting to kind of shed some of the bad, um, you know, killing stuff, but then also having these kids be legitimate fans of Wonder Woman and Flash. And there's this world they even mentioned like, oh, we should should move back to Gotham. Like all of it is like not just a reminder that they're in that world. It feels believable that they're in that world. And that world is so different uh, than – than than what this world seems to be but i think that they flawlessly kind of execute that greg miller from kind of funny and i think that's you know one of the things i again i know how much i talk and how much i laud this show but again to pat it on the back is that in content before uh whether we're talking about harley quinn or shazam or whatever for me personally and what i want out of these shows when they drop a reference to extended universe gotham in general when they drop to batman to superman to whatever i always that those always hit wrong for me in those other ones because I'd rather see that story. I'd rather see, you know, than Billy Bastion I'd ra- or Batson. I'd rather see them what's going on with Batman and Superman, where we are and that kind of thing. This is the one where this show is so good and I, I'm so all in on it that when they drop the let's just go back to Gotham thing, I don't immediately go, oh, what's happening in Gotham? You know what I mean? Right. I am just like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, they're from Gotham. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, and the good same point. thing of like, though, even, you know, the way they 
set up the entire thing of him being in the show and tell or whatever, right? <laughs> Gender swapped Alfred E. Newman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I thought the same thing. He's an unbearable D-bag. <laughs> like, 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 again, I wasn't like, oh, man, I can't wait for Flashpoint or I wish I was getting that right now, yada, yada, yada. I was like, this is perfect. I, I know where I am and I, I like that this is all existing at once. Do you Nick think Starfield. we ever go back to the, the 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 plot line where the kids like you might be my real dad? No, but it was great. <laughs> but that's because I love that those jokes that can be so peppered funny, in where though. it's like there's the DC references and all that stuff that's fun. But it's not just oh fuck, you're referencing something. It's like there's that layer of comedy to it and mm-hmm. the layer of growing uh, Peacemaker as a character. But even just like the delivery again, John Cena, I cannot applaud him enough for his efforts and talent like mm-hmm. how he can look at a kid and be like yeah kid with the sad eyes uh to answer a question like his delivery of that is so funny but then to end the episode once again with an unnecessary music scene but this time up in the ante where we're just gonna let him fucking play piano how long yeah. a very long time i was waiting for john to, in, to right? play it yeah, he's just going to fucking go for it. We're going to get every angle possible. So anyone questioning, is that John Cena? Yes, it's John Cena, the most talented man alive. Take that not, to the bank. Not only is he playing piano, but he's playing one of, like, one of the most iconic Motley Crue songs, Home Sweet Home. I was, which, and I, I was like, are they ever going to kick it in? And they never did. No, they like, did That's it. a bold choice. I like it. it. There's a I moment didn't know where where like, that was, and it broke my heart, away. guys. You know me. I want to know the songs. I want to. It's playing in Geo's. Like, what is it? I'm like, I don't know. You know <laughs> like, and I hate it. It's Home Sweet Home, and I'll tell you why I know that. I know that. I know that song for two. Well, I should know it for three reasons. One, because it's actually I, a very, very popular song by Molly. Hold on, I'm gonna slack Tim. Uh, why you know it? One of the reasons. All right, hold on, Tim. Where right. there you are? Okay, I'm gonna go. Uh... Well, he does that. There Let you go. Tell no, you about our it. sponsors. No. Oh, oh. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. If you've been listening to any kind of funny podcast, you know that we absolutely love using DoorDash. It's so great. It's so simple to just be able to order whatever food we want and then have it delivered right to our house along with the restaurants you love. You can now get groceries and other essential items delivered with DoorDash. You can get some drinks, snacks, and other household items in under an hour. Uh, With over 300,000 partners, you can support your neighborhood go-tos. We always talk about Volcano Curry in San Francisco, of course. Uh, Ordering is easy and your items will be left outside your door when you choose contactless delivery drop off whether it is the local favorites or the nationwide chains like things like popeyes cheesecake factory all of that for a limited time y'all can get 25 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of 15 dollars or more when you download the doordash app and enter code kinda funny that's 25 off up to a 10 dollars value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the doordash app in the app store and enter code kinda funny don't forget that's code kinda funny for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. Now yeah, go for it. Let's see. Now, Nick, Let's you see. tell me, and then Tim can tell you if I was right. So three reasons. One, great song. Uh, Two, mm, mm. Uh, if you've ever seen uh, the, which I, I stand by, is a very good music uh, movie, The Dirt on Netflix. Very, very good. But the first time I really remember hearing that song was when Rob Corddry drives home in the beginning of Hot Tub Time Machine, and he's singing it, it. it's fucking, I was like, what is that song? And I See, looked I it up got, afterward. It's funny that you do it, because for me, it's the ending. Remember at the end when he Rob Corddry's gone, st- he stayed in the past and lived to the future, remember? He replaced Lugal. himself into it, so they, they do the entire fucking video for Home Sweet Home, but every time it's supposed to be, uh, what's his face? It's Rob Corddry, because he took yeah. the place. Because he took a or moniker. Oh God. Yeah, what's the lead singer's name? Uh, I can picture him, but I can't Shit. say it. Steve, it Neil, there. Steve. Uh, you're Googling it. Oh, uh, God, we're idiots. I can get this before you do, Motley Crew. 
Vince Neal. That's Vince right. Neal, there it is. You got the Neal part right. You know, I'm a I continue to love Vigilante in this show. I feel like he is uh, a, a, a sense of comic relief in a comedy show, but for some reason that still works for me like i love how dumb of a character he can be uh even next to really stupid characters but i I feel like james gunn does a good job of always having him go one step too far where it's like okay he doesn't need to be on screen anymore but then does one extra step that makes it all like i'm okay with it yeah but like his ringtone playing and his barbie girl like that shouldn't be funny but it is funny and that totally earned that entire scene to me and i loved the back and forth the stupid ass back and forth of the top ones for yes top two for no all the build-up all the jokes that what's your favorite color like it's just it just had me you got aliens in our chest like in the movie aliens like it the show how else um, am i gonna experience birth it's funny because watching this show we're doing in review with uh uh 21 jump street and then i just started watching that team's uh after party on apple tv plus and all three of those projects like when you play a video game and you kind of get in that flow state where you're just like you're in the zone your mind's not even really thinking about it i feel like these projects kind of do that for me for just laughing like i'm just they kind of get me in such a good place to like want to laugh be ready for the jokes and they're just like letting them wash all over me that's a great point. No, it's the same way where I do think I get lulled, not lulled into it, but the entire thing is just so enjoyable, right? And like even to yeah. the point of like uh, again the show and tell, but like why is he here? And then I was like, oh, the janitor guy from right. the, <laughs> the hospital. That I like, always love in the in the intro when he pops up at the very end, right? Like just going by. It was like you said up. at the hospital that whenever I needed you for the rest of my life, you would be there. I, like, I didn't say that. I don't think I said that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Vigilante has a bunch of great moments in this one, as he always, right? Where I think of uh, when uh, he, they're up in the trees and he pulls out his little knife. He's <laughs> like, no, he can't kill the cough. And he gets all sad, puts it away. And then when he starts stabbing cops, he's like, ah, well, he'll be fine. It was just, a, you know, a collarbone. Like at, at, at worst, he's paralyzed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and then well, like, when he, passes, he passes him his phone, he's like, why is Taylor Swift's sexy butt? Oh, that's why I wanted to see photos of her sexy butt. <laughs> <laughs> so on the nose. Uh, but I, I loved how last week we were talking about the the journal diary kind of uh, hiding scene and how heartbreaking it was. Because mm-hmm. like that's how invested in these characters we are, that like this plot point made us fucking feel something. In this episode, when we see uh, Vigilante tape the uh, goth to himself it's like mm-hmm. what what is he doing yeah. like this is so, so stupid that like it's funny because it's so stupid but i was questioning like what this is gonna go wrong but how's it gonna go wrong mm-hmm. i didn't expect it to go wrong the way it did and when you see him kind of fall off the tree you in your mind you're like oh no this is what's about to happen and when it hits the ground i had a moment of like oh no because it's dead like, yeah. yeah, either they killed this little dude that for some reason we like now, or he's out <laughs> and this time. is problem. So it's just like, I, I really, th- these motherfuckers, they it, just got me by the balls, man. The, love, again, the, the, I was going to say the line delivery of like, like, what are you doing? It's like, I'm taping this to my back so both my hands are free. <laughs> and it's just like, yes, that's exactly what you're doing, Vigilante. That's, you keep doing Kevin. it. Vig- that's exactly yeah. what Kevin would do. He would just run around. But Kevin, I would, cha- I would cha- tape it to my chest, I think. I guess back makes more sense because you got to lift. I, but I would have fallen on my. Ch- I would have in the air twisted. I would have like in the cat. air twisted. Like a cat. Yeah, like a cat. he would Like Tim falling and making sure the Xbox was safe mm-hmm. at one time exactly. in a skateboard. We all remember the that. Xbox. Uh, I love all the commentary that continues to happen between these two and how they basically every time they talk have a bit of a therapy session. I love the idea where he's like, "Are you just are you just raging right now because you're you're feeling like you're not being heard and you're like you're frustrated?" He goes, "You know what I am," and he goes, "Well, thank you." He goes, "Shut up, I'm still talking." <laughs> uh, but then I love the uh, the additional commentary that he then says back to 
the group on when she says, why would you keep goth? And he's like, maybe I'm keeping goth like a dangerous pet because I'm insecure of my masculinity or something like that. So funny. Dude, um, shout out to Eagly, by the way, again, like she continues best. to be so fucking great. But like, there, I want to just rewatch this show and just watch Eagly the entire time mm -hmm. because the level of detail on the animation it's is so like, it, it's what sells it because like there's the shot of them in the car. And at some point, like, the, the camera's from behind, from outside the car. And Eagly's not the point of the scene. It's just like, he just has to be there because he's in the car. And you just see his head in the back seat just kind of like moving around just a little bit. And it's just like, if you believe that Peacemaker has this fucking eagle Wait, as a pet. Well, he's no. playing with the milk the milk ring or whatever <laughs> off of a jug. <laughs> no, the part that got me was when he gets, he throws Eagly into the car. Yep. And then goes to get in the seat, and Eagly like won't get out of the way. He's like, yeah, and he just grabs him and throws him in the back seat. He's like, get out of here! And Eagly's like, so Eagly's like, he understands what's going on, but he's not hundred yeah. percent. And, then, and then when they go at, when they, it all pops off, and they start fighting the cops, he starts eating eyes. He's like, Eagly's hardcore. Wait, also, yeah, that scene where they give him like a badass theme song, and he comes and starts fucking people up in the woods. So it's like hell yeah. Although I'm, every time he shows up, I'm getting the more guns involved, the more scared mm -hmm. I am for Eagly. You know? Yeah, you might take one of the dome. Um, I love, I mean, again, I said I started this whole episode off with talking about the stakes that are being raised. I like that we're headed toward a showdown at this barn, wherever this cow is. Um, it's an interesting, it, it, I, I have faith in James Gunn. I'm always a little bit worried when they have the MacGuffin that can take down these things all in one, in one go. But what I like about this is the added stake that this is the only place on the planet or the only thing on the planet that makes their food for them. What does that mean for Merns? So if they kill yeah. it, does Merns then have to die? Is he sacrificing himself so, for this? Because he had that one great moment where he talked about he can feel that the guy's still in there, right? The real yeah. Merns still, and he, he, I know he could have changed is what he said, but I'll never give him that opportunity. I thought it was a really good scene. I thought that well, here's my question job. about that. I'm with you, but is that what he was saying? Or is it that his... I, I thought we were going to get like a last of us kind of thing where it's like, Oh my God, it's like a living hell for the person who's been infected. They're still there. Mm -hmm. it, it feels like he, I thought I read that interpretation. And when Mearns is talking that the guy's dead, but he still has all his memories. Like he still has his memories and he knows yeah. based on that. He could change. Yeah, He's not alive in right. his head. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's right. I, yeah. But, but, but he knew Either way, he great had, scene, he great got the memories that the guy could have changed and he deprived him of that. Yeah. I, yeah, like, yeah, I, I, I think, earlier. I think that's kind of what was happening later with uh, the the cop and Goff, because like, right? That's what he was kind of accessing yeah. the memories. So I yeah. think that the the people are dead. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are right. You guys are right. Yeah, yeah I misspoke. Yeah. Um, but it's that being said, also, I I think if they kill the cow, that doesn't necessarily mean everyone's dead. That means that they need to figure out another source. Like they need to figure out another cow or. Like I, I don't think it's like a vampire situation where you kill Dracula. No, and no, no, they dies. won't die. But, but theoretically, okay. they'll have to, they'll have to leave they'll the planet starve. or something, right? They'll yeah, starve. yeah, they'll probably have to leave the planet. I assume. Yeah. Although, I don't, I, maybe if this is the only source of food that exists, like right, because it, it would make sense because they left their planet because their planet was dying. Mm -hmm. So it could be that there's no other. Like this is the only cow in existence. Maybe, maybe. I'm curious to see what it's going to look like. Do you guys think it looks like a butterfly and a cow mixed together? We can only no. hope, Nick. That'd be we super can only cool. fucking it's gonna, hope. It's going to be gross, gross, for sure. Yeah, yeah it's going to be super it's gonna be, It's going to probably undulate, and it's going to be a lot like the end of Slither, where like the thing was like huge and a blob. Yeah. yeah. That's, One quick yeah, thing that's I want to point out that we didn't point out last week, or we because we didn't know. We made a bunch of hypotheses of what was going to happen and questions, and I saw people in the comments be like, 
did they not watch next time on peacemaker we have screeners so we watch ahead and we don't get that so uh, we watch week by week like you do but we don't get the added bonus of whatever also, so not, that's why we, we never reference what they tease is coming yeah that would also be to some degree oh. like cheating so fuck it we don't uh, cheat you know, we're, you know so... what i mean we came here for the straight shit yeah bro we're, we're coming from the dome so when we I cheat, when i, I nail cheat things, euphoria all right euphoria like, finish i go immediately to see what's going to happen next yeah, of course of course always stressful uh, every time drugs. I love, <laughs> turns out it's gonna be drugs a lot of drugs <laughs> lots of drugs uh i loved what on the phone call of vigilante where uh burn i think was like vigilante's like oh, who's that vigilante? who's that a vigilante sounds italian i'm american couldn't be me like that was great and then uh when john cena knew the password he's like dude i know my own birthday man that's <laughs> like, that's so just funny so fucking funny god that was good yeah, yeah. the show the show continues to to, to impress and you know, I, there's a lot of shows, even great shows that I've watched before that are seven to eight episodes long where I've always kind of had – I've had the complaint of like, oh, there's a couple middle episodes in there that really kind of drag or, or filler. This one is not filler. This is all set up for this 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 conclusion that we're going through. It's a lot of intrigue. The mystery is great. And the, the one of the things that I, that I really wanted to touch on before we left here was the thing that hit most for me was as they're all walking in slow motion trying to smile and that one – white supremacist guy with a long hair that's jacked out of his mind comes out that's the one that got me i was like oh wow like that hit on such a dark level of like wow you just took the worst character and made him scarier somehow <laughs> and that's great i mean that's yeah. that's exactly where we want to be going into the finale of this uh of this of this show yeah well we got two episodes two, left. two more or two more episodes left. sorry yeah two episodes left so really exciting stuff yeah i'm right there with you nick where like so far no filler this has all just been kind of all working together as one thing which continues to surprise me that it's a 50 minute comedy but it doesn't feel like that at all because i think it's just a quality story but mm -hmm. uh let us know in the comments below what you're thinking of this show what you expect to happen in the final two episodes and remember kind of funny screencast we do a whole bunch of other things we're also doing the book of boba fett we just put up a trailer reaction to uh the halo series um and a whole bunch of other cool stuff going up as well so subscribe youtube.com slash kind of funny so next time love you all goodbye